Blog Talk Radio. We're having some fun today.
walk into this room at your own risk. Because it leads to the future. Not a future that will be, but one that might be. This is not a new world. It is simply an extension of what began in the old one. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. It has refinements, technological advances, and a more sophisticated approach to the destruction of human freedom. But like every one of the super states that preceded it, it has one iron rule. Logic is an enemy and truth is a menace. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. It is a system which has constricted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silent, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. I appeared before the Congressional Committee to tell what I knew of activities, which I believe might lead to an attempt to set up a fascist dictatorship. A part of that plan, of course, is to induce the gradual surrender of American sovereignty, piece by piece and step by step, to various international organizations of which the United Nations is the outstanding but far from the only example. The consequent willingness of the American people to allow the steps of appeasement by our government, which amount to a piecemeal surrender of the rest of the free world and of the United States itself. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN standards. I had planned another closing message, but I feel compelled to say what I'm about to say. Now, I risk sounding like a conspiracy theorist, but it's no longer a theory. What I'm about to say is fact. The secret organizations of the world power elite are no longer secret. They have planned and are now leading us into a one-world communist government. On the outskirts of the national capital today, black limousines with darkened windows converged on a hotel where private security guards imposed ironclad control. The limos carried royalty, political power brokers, and industrial titans to a secret meeting that will last all weekend. It's known as the Bilderberg Group. Could their objective be world domination? Money from our treasury is now being spent for this effort. We will have a new currency and a new constitution modeled on the Soviet Union's constitution. Our rights will not be inalienable. 
but they will be granted by government who can also take them away. This is terrorism of the most worst kind, brought on you by our own government. The strongest, freest nation in the history of mankind will be averaged into world communism. It is a big idea, a new world order. All right, everybody, Justin, <clears throat> excuse me, podcasting here, understanding the times in which we live today. If you missed the uh, last podcast we did, very good podcast, uh, had a guest on from the Air Force Academy. Uh, she's an instructor from the Air Force Academy and a uh, 20-year instructor and uh, Educational background that's just uh, too foot too long to read, but uh, go back and listen to that uh, podcast. And of course, we had the governor on too from the free state of Colorado, and we had a very interesting conversation. <clears throat> excuse me about uh, COVID. Well, this thing went down the pike here, and you already see what's going on. And people are gradually surrendering and giving in, getting their vaccination. And uh, there will be, of course, the children are next, and they're already uh, doing that in some places. So. Uh, you know, that's one of the battles that we're fighting right now, one. And then, of course, we've got the judicial system, uh, how they break up the family. And that's going to lead me to my next podcast show, which will be Wednesday. Uh, we're going to do a very good show Wednesday. Uh, I'm going to have a guest on, actually, that he, uh, he ran for governor in the state of Illinois. He got 109,000 votes. So uh, he's going to tell his story about the judicial system and how corrupt they are and how judges – if you piss off the wrong judge, how they can make your life miserable, he'd run for governor. So uh, we're going to get the inside story on that one, and uh, that's going to be an interesting story, actually. I know some of it already, most a lot of it, and I'm not going to give away the details, but when he comes on, he's going to tell his story, and uh, I think we're going to have his PR guy also on, or maybe, or maybe his PR guy, because uh, he might be breaking a order by doing this, so coming on to my podcast. So, which... Uh, you know, a couple of other people have already tried to interview him, but he's going to come on to mine. So uh, this that should be very interesting. So uh, we'll see what happens. If you remember years ago, I did the Pelletier uh, family case, the Pelletier case, where they um, came on my podcast and that made national news. And then they went on to the Glenn Beck show and all the money got ordered not to talk to the media anymore. And then, of course, I remember I had Terry LaPointe. That, whole, that just steamrolled into a bunch of uh, interviews, actually. Uh, Terry LaPointe from Medical Kidnap. Uh, it's a great magazine. She's a journalist. Uh, she uh, about how they break up families and they and uh, I mean the vaccine thing, and that's where it all started. I broke it. I told everyone this is what they're going to do. The vaccines, they're going to break up the families. They're going to mandate some vaccine. They're going to mandate mandate some sort of test run. But no, they came. I didn't know they were going to come out with a virus and buy you know a bio weapon and across the world and uh, from China and uh, pull this crap, but uh, they sure have, and uh, they're using it. Boy, oh, boy, they are. Every single day you turn on the news, that is the first thing they talk about, the first thing. And, and believe me, and, that, and they punch it down your throat, punch it, and you will obey. You will comply. 
And right now the media is attacking the police departments across the country, the fire departments, and New York City, the Big Apple. It's always that Big Apple. Yeah, Apple. Reminds you of, what's, what's that? See, the Apple there, uh, the fruit there, uh, I mean, the Garden of Eden there. They always make, that Big Apple is always the example they use. You know, uh, the New York firefighters, you know, 23 fire departments are closed. A disaster across the city. The city's burning down. They got fires, skyscrapers, the World Trade Centers. Maybe they're back. You know, they just, uh, they, um, you know, it's like the whole city. And you do a Google Live shot in New York City, everything's fine. Everybody's running around, going to work, doing what they're supposed to be doing. You know, nothing's going on. You go to the, the scumbag neighborhoods, Queens and the Bronx or whatever, all the people out there slinging the crack, you know. Everything's, everything's the same. The cops are standing on the corner getting paid, you know. And then the gangbangers gang bangers are, you know, aiming at each other, missing and shooting eight-year-old little girls instead. You know, it's still the same thing, just like in Chicago. Same thing, you know. But when the tanks hit the street, when the tanks hit the street, and they shut off those food stamp cards, and they crashed, that's what they were just meeting at with this G20. You know, the summit, if you were paying attention, they were all there. And the protesters were not protesting about <laughs> the environment. <laughs> no, 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 folks. They were protesting against the new world order. Okay, that's what they were protesting against, not the environment, wanting the clean air, and they want clean air. No, that's not what, that's what, I love that when the news says that. They're actually cracking up laughing. <laughs> Man, they, <laughs> but people believe it. Man, how they can lie. Man, they can lie. It's just, it's just insane how they come across like this. And, and we go for it. And really, this weekend was a bad weekend for me. I just... You feel defeated sometimes. It's like, why bother? I mean, why, why, why try to wake people up anymore? Why fight the fight? You know, why go out? Why engage people? Why bother? I mean, aren't we just wasting our time? I mean, really? I talk about the founding fathers and yeah, the spirit of resistance, 1776. Yeah, yeah. You know, waving the flag. Don't tread on me. You know, I've done it over the years. You know, but really. You know, are we having any victories? Are, are we winning it? Are we changing the tide against these bankers? I mean, look at gas prices. They say, listen to this. I'm going to give you an inside word right now. It's within uh, 120 days to five months. I guarantee you. I can guarantee you that you will see prices at the gas pumps at $8 to $8.50 a gallon. Okay? That's what the word came down that came down last week, actually. $8.50 a gallon for gas across the country. California would probably be 12 $10, somewhere around there. Uh, New York City, you know. But down here in the south, uh, $8.50 a gallon. Uh, you know, Texas, the place like, yeah. So, uh, you know, and then when that happens, you know, you're looking at the trucking, the you know, the trucking industry. The, and you're just looking at the real, real recession that is going to be a depression. And uh, the, the um, currency will collapse. And uh, they'll do their reset. And uh, you heard the general when he was on my podcast about three weeks ago. He told you about ten months. So that type, of, you know, kind of coincides with the gas prices because gas is the most important. You know, we have to have that gas. You got to be able to, you know, get in that car and get in your metal coffin and go to work every day. You, know, you have to. And uh, that that's basically what we're looking at. I mean, they're pulling this thing off, and there's nothing we can do about it. We can stomp our feet. We can demand our Facebook back, and they gave it back to us. They stopped censoring. Now they just, what they do, they do it now is they just watch, you know. And if you get too big and you get too loud, they'll deplatform you, turn you off, you know. 
And if you become too much of a threat and you got too many people following you, you know, and you start marching in the streets and causing problems, you know, they'll just they'll just flashbang you, you know, throw the throw the flashbang through the window in the morning, shoot your dog, you know, catch your wife in her underwear, slam her to the floor, and you know, and then then haul you off in handcuffs. That's it. That's all. That's all they'll do. And what do you? And who's gonna come? Nobody's gonna save you. Measures, no counterattack. Nobody's gonna break you out. No, the cavalry's not gonna come break you out of jail. It's not gonna happen. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna be sitting in a con box in your underwear, handcuffed, talking about, oh my God, oh what did I do? Oh, you know, and and that that's what's gonna happen because they got you now. They got you. The new world order is here. They are map. They are laying it out right in front of our very eyes. We warned you about it. We've shouted about it. We've demonstrated about it. We've waved the flag. We've handed out flyers. We've been in meetings. We've convened the grand juries. We've done everything. We've tried to rally the sheriffs and county by county. We've tried to do everything. And guess what? Guess what? They just have too much power, these bankers. And we know who's behind those bank desks, Mr. Feinstein and Mr. Schwab and everyone else, okay, and they know what they're doing. They've planned this out, and they were well prepared, and they'll get you where it hurts, in your wallet. They'll get you, always follow the money. Well, when you follow the money, you find things that you don't want to know about, okay? So, when, when you know, and now they're coming, now they're coming for your health. They've already got your liberties restricted. You're already watched everywhere you go. Facial recognition, Thumb scans, DNA—it's all. You're all watched where you, where everywhere you, you walk into Walmart. That camera's bing, got you. You're driving down the highway. The cameras are on the poles. You cannot travel nowhere. Okay, they know where you are. Your underwear has a barcode in it. They're tracking it through that if they have to. Okay, and and that's it. That's all she wrote. You know, and and now they're coming for your health. They're going to pump you up with something. You know, all these little electrodes and magnetic uh, garbage, and they're going to control you. And it's going to attach to your DNA. So this way here, when they come out with cloning later on, they can clone another one of you that will obey and listen. You know? Yeah. It sounds crazy, but it's true. Oh, it's true. And, you know, and they're going to give you your entertainment. You're still going to have your football games. You're going to have your little, you know, you're, you're going to ha- you'll be okay. And you're going to, you know, but those that are going to resist, you're going to have the people out there, yeah, I know where Joe is. Yeah, he's hiding up there over there on Elm Street in a three-story house in the basement. He's got about eight guys with him. Yeah, I, yeah, I heard he was over there trying to get supplies. And they'll come in with, the, you know, with their new world order, please. Boop, 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 boop. You know, and that's it, man. That's it. You know, they'll just snatch me up. You won't resist. So, with that being said, you know, do you think you're having victories out? Do you think you you can overturn this evil, filthy, rotten system that is playing out right before our very eyes right now? Now, we have a lot of freedom still in America. America's beautiful. The land I love. God bless America. You know, and we, you know, but those of us that know what's going on, that are awake and don't like what we see, I mean, how do you feel about this? I mean, what do you think? I mean, you think that we got any hope? Do you think there's any hope at all? I mean, or do we just live our lives? You know, I, I'm I'm just playing devil's advocate here, throwing that out there. I just want to know. What do you think, man? You know, what's your opinion? What do you think? Do you think that we got a chance? I mean, because I've got other people say, well, you just believe in God, you know, and, and, you know, we're not here to save the world. We're not here to save the world. 
You know, we're, we're, we're only passing through, and there's a better place to go when you die, right? Heaven. You know, or, or, or you know, in the rapture and everything's going to happen. I mean, I'm having a conversation with somebody the other night about the rapture, and there's other people that, uh, you know, believe that the rapture will happen at the end of the tribulation. There's people that believe it will happen in the middle of the tribulation. Other people believe it will happen before the tribulation begins. Other, there's some people that don't believe in the rapture at all. There's people that, But I notice one thing, though, on the Internet. You post anything about God. Let me tell you something. They will attack you, and you will be uh, – they come after you like freaking uh, hyenas, you know, that, that haven't seen food in a week. And, you know, they'll just rip you apart, and they'll smash your character to shreds, you know? So really, because I'm here in North Carolina, you know, and I'm, I'm here in a battle with the judicial system down here. And let me tell you something. Everywhere I go, I'm getting – doors – I mean, it's like – Justice can't get. It's like the law just doesn't. The law just. Does, remember, I used to preach this. The remedy is with the law. I mean, I've been doing it for a while now. The remedy is with the law. That we have a lawful way to to fix this stuff. But it's not working. It's not working, man. You know, I, I mean, the, the system is broken. I mean, you use the law. You, you. One person told me today. He said, if they don't get you with the law, they get you a procedure. Yeah, but you know. You beat them with procedures, they'll just freaking rule against you, procedure and law. And then what do you do? I'm on the phone today with the North Carolina Court of Appeals. You know, and I'm telling her, I'm saying the lower court said it's in your hands. No, we don't have anything, sir. Well, wait, but, but that's what they You need to go back there. No, I don't need to do anything. I can't go back there and demand anything, ma'am. I said, I'm one person. I walk in there and start demanding stuff. They're going to slam me to the ground throw me in a concrete box again. You know, and I, I'm going to be chained to the floor. They'll get kicked, my head stomped in. You know, so, no, I can't do anything. So what do I do? I'm in the middle here. What's my remedy? You're the clerk of the court, okay? You're the post office for the court. You're supposed to file my paperwork. I'm following the rules. I'm submitting the paperwork. I'm giving my legal argument. Why am I not being heard? Why is my paperwork not getting to you? Why is it not being filed at the lower court? You know, and, and she gave me no answer, no answer. You know, just keep trying, she said. <laughs> That's what she said. You know, I mean, keep trying. So would it be would it be wrong for me to just say, to hell with it? Or would it be wrong for me to take another route? Uh-huh. Right? No, because no, that wouldn't be right. You know, so what route do I take? What do I do? What do I do? Nobody can offer me any solutions. Nobody has the balls or the guts to stand up and tell me what to do, you know, or advise me what to do because we're all petrified they're listening to us right now. We, we're not going to talk on this podcast. We're going to be careful because they're watching Joe. They're listening to Joe. They're on social media, and you better not post something that's off the wall on social media because they're going to come get you. So is that freedom? Is that how we're going to live in America? Is this? I can remember growing up. I never imagined it would be this way. You know, when I was in high school, man. Like I told when I was talking to the high school students, I did a show with them years ago. They got telling me about the cameras that are put up, the metal detectors, just security guards. I said, "Holy mackerel, camera! We would have ripped those down in a second if I was in high school. Well, those wouldn't have lasted so far to all the way up to the gym class. <laughs> you know, cameras." Security guards, metal detectors, doors are locked. We can't come and go as we please. I remember at lunchtime we had a senior's court where everybody used to go out and have a cigarette. 
cigarettes, tobacco, you bring tobacco on a freaking schoolyard right now, it's a felony. <laughs> you know? I remember up in New Hampshire when I when uh, my parents got separated. I'm up in northern New Hampshire in the mountains there going to school. The kids went to school with 30-odd six gun racks on the back of their truck. You know? I mean, and now they bring a freaking BB gun on the school grounds. It's a freaking, it's a national emergency. They lock down the country. You know? Come on, man. This is how we've, this is, we've let this thing go, haven't we? What have we done with our country? What have we done? You know, what's happened to us, people? 657-383-0616. Uh, you know, if you want to talk here tonight or you want to express your opinion, or if you want to venture out there or maybe just talk about something else, I don't know. Um, I'm even, you know, uh, even the good Lord, their God, you know, I always invite these pastors to come on and give us some preaching to try to rouse up the people and try to, you know, get the people convicted of something out there, you know, and, and even that, I had a conversation the other night with one of my friends. I said, you know, Hey, I I can't get this guy on no more. You know, they're scared. Everybody's scared. You know, they don't want to be associated with, uh, this movement, that movement, this person, that guy, you know, we just live in a closet. Why don't we just stay home and just stay in the closet and uh, lock the doors because that's what they want us to do and call 911 every time a cat gets up in a tree or, 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 or scratches the door in the middle of the night because we're not allowed to arm ourselves. We're not allowed to have a Second Amendment anymore pretty soon, right, or in most places you're not, any right now even. So why don't we just do that? And we'll tell on our neighbors when our when their grass is a little bit than yours, and we'll tell on them. And the code enforcement will come out and find them or haul them off. Right? That's the country we have today. That's what we're living in. That's what you want. Well, that's what's coming down. That's what we see happening right now. And really, it's a shame. It's a freaking shame. You know? But again, before uh, I take a quick break here, uh, you know, uh, look... Wednesday night, I got a guy who ran for governor in the state of uh, Illinois. Illinois, he'll be coming on telling a very, very fascinating story. Um, you ain't gonna want to miss that. Trust me. Okay. And uh, if you went, and if you missed the last podcast, that was a great show. It was really inspiring. I mean, I'm kind of like going back in reverse here of everything we talked about. <laughs> you know, with the Patriot Movement and everything. But uh, now that that Air Force Academy instructor boy, she's. Uh, she was she was smart as a whip, let me tell you. But she's uh, new to the Patriot movement, and uh, you know I got a lot of uh, thumbs up on that interview I did with her. So that was pretty good. But um, you know, guys out there, I have a bunch of people on the board here. Nobody's pressing one. Nobody wants to talk. That's fine. I mean, you could listen if you want to. But uh, you know, just uh, understand this: this is this platform. One day will be gone. It will be gone. And then what happens? You know, we'll say we wish maybe we used that amendment a little bit more, you know. Thomas Jefferson said, let your gun be the constant companion of your walks. While this gives moderate exercise to the body, it gives boldness, enterprise, and independence to the mind. Hi, I'm Eli Bruton with Liberty Tree in Carthage. There are many good reasons to own guns for personal protection, home defense, hunting, or just recreation. But at Liberty Tree, we believe, as Thomas Jefferson did, that gun ownership is not just important, but it's vital to the cause of freedom. And we invite you to come visit the Liberty Tree store on Fur Road in Carthage. 
We have over 600 guns in stock, and we carry a large selection of ammunition, holsters, and accessories. Whether you're an experienced shooter or a first-time gun owner, we'd really love the chance to earn your business. Make sure you ask about our training courses like concealed carry, home defense, or one of our advanced courses. We hope to see you soon. In the meantime, be safe. All right, everybody. Joseph Gibson podcasting here. Understanding the times in which you live today. Uh, you know, the new world order. Uh, uh, that comes from Mark Norky's uh, platform there. But uh, he's, uh, you know, in the battle and the fight, too, you know. Uh, a lot of us are out there. We're doing what we can. And uh, so the phone number is 657-383-0616. Press the number one, and uh, we will uh, uh, have a conversation here. I'll be back in about uh, two minutes. are not clean and strong, you will hesitate at the moment of truth. You will not kill. You will become dead Marines. And then you will be in a world of shit. Because Marines are not allowed to die without permission. Do you maggots understand? Sir! No weapons of mass destruction were found. Are you kidding me? Do you buy that? There Not, were, there were, there were. Nin, 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 nin. I was five and he was six. We rode on horses made of sticks. He wore black and I wore white. Come on, let us shoot. Blair. Hey, uh, I need to get the rat, the brass to drop rats. I got a wounded girl. We need to take the rest of mine. Oh, it's their fault for bringing their kids to a battle. That's right. The main reason we went into Iraq at the time was we thought he had weapons of mass destruction. It turns out he didn't, but he had the capacity to make weapons of mass destruction. But I also talked about the human suffering in Iraq. Hello, boys and girls. I have a special message for you from the President of the United States. I salute the boys and girls who are buying United States savings stamps and bonds, and they're giving important support to the cause of freedom and the men who fight for us in Vietnam. Congress gave us this authority in August 1964 to do whatever may be necessary. That's pretty far-reaching. That's the sky's the limit. As an American citizen, you have to respect our president, whether I like it or not. It's really my, not my decision, but I do respect my president, and I will support whatever decision he makes. Music played and people sang Just for me, the church bells rang It is a hard fact that U.S. strikes have resulted in civilian casualties. Now he's gone, I don't know why Until this day, sometimes I cry he didn't even say goodbye. He didn't take the time to lie. The lie. United States knows that Iraq has weapons of mass destruction. One of the first things they told me was, you're not even to acknowledge the drone program. You're not even to discuss that it exists. Renewed hostile actions against United States ships on the high seas in the Gulf 
of Tonkins have today required me to order the military forces of the United States to take action in reply. That reply is being given. Crashing through the lies and disinformation. Millions UN wall. 
an uninhabitable hell for millions of people. That's what the planet is becoming due to the lack of action on climate change. That's according to a strongly worded United Nations report. There is no doubt the problem is getting worse and uh, effective measures have to be put in place. At this incredibly important Glasgow uh, scenario where everyone's going to save the planet, Saudi Arabia, China and Russia don't show up. They just didn't show up. That is how little that the, the, uh, the bad guys and some of the marginal bad guys in the world think of the world now and what they must do, because you're right, there is no American presidency. Now this goes back to you know, the World Bank and giving interest free loans, Belt and Road Initiative. China, as we know, is one of the number one polluters uh, in the world. I think the number one. I would say number one, I think, with Belt and Road Initiative in Africa and what. We're firing coal power plants up you know, every week. And it says right here that, oh, my God, this is like 2019, we're all going to be dead soon. Super viruses will emerge because it's going to get too hot. This is from Reuters. America and, and Australia and New Zealand and Canada and the U.K., we're marked for death because of the Christian ethos and our background and, and our historical opposition to the New World Order. They took us over because of our power to take over the world. Now they want to get rid of who helped them take over the world. So, um, and they're telling you that you know, the cataclysm's here, the end of the world's here. They mean the end of the world for us. High up in the Tibetan mountains, scientists have labored to drill into some of the oldest and most pristine ice on Earth for years. And in doing so, brought back ice core samples that date back thousands and thousands of years. Two of these samples predate the earliest known human civilization by a whopping 11,000 years. Investigating the two ice cores, scientists found 33 different groups of viruses with hundreds of individual members of each. Of these groups of viruses, though, the greatest discovery was the fact that a whopping 28 of them were completely unknown to scientists until now. CRISPR is a section of DNA that genetic scientists can edit. And when combined with a protein called Cas9, the new and edited DNA can be replaced in living cells to modify any behavior or physical features of that individual. If extremists mastered CRISPR, uh, there's no reason why they couldn't use it to edit the RNA or DNA of a deadly virus to tweak it to their own evil desires. They could, for example, take Ebola and remove all visible symptoms, increase its average incubation period from 10 days to 30, and it could be adjusted to significantly ramp up its infectiousness, killing power. Essentially, this third party, whether it be a terrorist cell or enemy state, during a world war could design and create the so-called perfect virus. Do you understand that? They have produced a virus that kills 80% of people, and they admit they got it, and it's in mainstream news that Fauci got it, and has it at the damn lab. He's holding it hostage. Do you understand that? So when they hit you with a bioweapon, and they tell you it naturally came out of a cave in China or a wet market, you believe it. They're all pre-programming you. When the bioweapon comes, it was because you were bad. When you because you were bad. Okay, good. My business model is very, very simple. I want to bring you products that work really, really well at affordable prices that are competitive so that you'll shop with us. And so we form a relationship so we're able to stay on air and fight the globalist and have good products that make us healthy, make us wiser, that boost our immune system. And that's what we've done. Now, one area of the immune system that we don't talk enough about is deep 
restful sleep. You can look it up for yourself. The effects of deep restful sleep on health and the immune system. And so with everything we're doing out there, the immune system with vitamin D and zinc and all of it, that's great. But deep restful sleep is just as important, maybe more important. So, InfoWarsShore.com now can announce 50% off on our best-selling product, Down and Out, that just came back in after four months being sold out. It's 50% off. It's super strong, so be careful with it. If you want deep, restful sleep, this will do it. Everybody loves it. Five stars. InfoWarsStore.com. Down and Out. Now back in stock. 50% off. By now, you've heard me talk about the BioPros and how they're creating... Joseph Gibson podcasting here, understanding the time. So that they toward us about the bioweapon, told us it was coming, and uh, you're just bad people. You're bad, 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 bad. Eighty percent of you got to go. And everyone knows that the Georgia Guidestones there say that they want a world population down to five hundred million. Uh, I don't know how they're really going to be able to do that. I mean, it, maybe if that rapture happens, you know, five hundred million left. I don't know. Uh, and then they control that five hundred million. Could that happen? I don't know. What's the Bible say about that? I don't know. Uh, any Bible experts out there, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, I, look, how many of you out there think the year, another 10 years? I mean, do you really think this thing's, I mean, do you think this thing is going to uh, play out this long? I mean, I, I was talking to somebody last night, and I said, hey, I remember a pastor preaching back in 2000 saying, I believe that the Lord's return is eminent or near or coming, or, you know, close. And that was in 2000, you know, and, uh you know, and he pointed out a Bible verse to me. You know, yeah, well, this guy says, you know, I, I forgot which verse it was, but he said that, you know, in the end times there'll be people, you know, scoffers that will say, you know, the end, you know, it, it, God's not coming back, you know. So, you know, uh, you know, look, at the end is here or, or, you know, the end's not coming. So uh, don't believe. Well, I'm not telling nobody not to believe. I'm just saying, you know, I just don't foresee us being here much longer. I see how, how uh you know, we can survive much, much more long, uh, much more longer. But let's talk about the mark of the beast here, real quick, and then I'll check the phone lines. Anybody wants to call in, press number one uh, and talk. Uh, you know, that's why I'm doing guests for now on, really. You know, doing interviews. So then everybody wants to call in and press no. But uh, yeah, we'll be doing uh, interviews. That's mainly the platform. I try to get you know guests to come on, and uh, I've got a bunch of them scheduled up in the next few weeks. So. Uh, Next show we'll have a guest is Wednesday. So let's uh, talk about the market of beast real quick. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. with us today. Lots of news to cover. Did Joe Biden poop himself at the Vatican? Did Ibram X. Kindy, a.k.a. Henry whatever, finally realize that his entire life's work is a total scam, sham, and falsy, faulty from the, from the ground floor? Yes, we'll answer all of these questions and more. Southwest Airlines racist for saying, let's go, Brandon. Yeah, a lot of ridiculous nonsense on today's programs. A lot of very important news to discuss as well as tomorrow is Election Day. And uh, everywhere from Virginia to here in Austin, the progress towards inevitable failure. Will it be halted or will it be accelerated? The Well, I was going to say it's up to you, but in reality it's up to whoever's counting the votes in the middle of the night sometime, you know, late Thursday or something because – 
Well, we'll get into that as well later in the program. But first, I want to go to this video. The liberal media circus wants to enslave you. It's the latest Bound Report. Here it is. The liberal media wants your children. When will kids under 12 be able to get the vaccine? It looks like for kids 5 to 12, time around Thanksgiving, probably before Thanksgiving, maybe even October, they can start getting shots. For kids under the age of 12, I'm sorry, under the age of 5, we're probably talking early next year. And then for kids under the age of 2, we're probably talking even later in the, in the winter of next year. And so it's happening. It's just not happening as fast as some would like. Immunization for 5 to 11-year-olds includes two shots given three weeks apart, each at one third of the adult dose. Let's talk about the resistance, defiance, whatever you want to call it, to the current vaccines among adults. What do you anticipate when it comes to giving shots to children where people will lean? This is not your run-of-the-mill situation, and sometimes very unusual situations like this require you to get unusual activities, and mandates is one of them. They want your submission. A false flag. He honestly seems to be pushing fascistic propaganda. The January 6th was a government plot to target conservatives. Fox News is basically letting him go full Infowars in prime time. He's no different at this point than Alex Jones. They want to lie to your face while hiding behind their insulated, idiotic, egotistical smugness. Why? Because they are convinced that they are better than you. That's right, you. The average American. The biggest threat to Americans is not jihadists overseas. It's homegrown domestic terrorists inspired by white supremacists. What we need is to take the laws we already have and apply them to white people. We can go after international terrorists. Why can't we do it at home? Today we're mostly looking at our neighbors rather than a Osama bin Laden that's far off in Afghanistan. The Republican Party is basically a domestic terrorist cell at this point. And they should be treated as such. There are elements of the GOP that are starting to look like the jihadists. Al-Qaeda wasn't white. And white terrorists have a certain advantage, a certain, what's the word I'm looking for? Privilege. White terrorists don't cause widespread fear or panic in the same way that brown terrorists with big beards tend to. Domestic white terror that is the greatest threat to our way of life. Right-wing domestic violent extremism is the single greatest threat facing this country. There is a serious right-wing domestic terrorism problem in this country. President Trump is gone, right? And the extremists are not. The Republican Party is the getaway driver for these domestic terrorists. You're either with them or with us. There are a hundred big days out there that are thinking about a bombing or thinking about attack that is a much more dangerous landscape than at any time in the last several decades. When are we going to stop putting up with the idiots in this country and just say, you now, it's mandatory to get vaccinated. F*** them, f*** their freedom. I want my freedom to live. Democrats, your party has been hijacked by progressive Marxists doing the bidding of the United Nations Agenda 2030 and the future horrors of the Great Reset. You're working for a news organization. If they're lying about a comedian taking horse medication, what are they telling us about Russia? What are they telling us about Syria? Do you, know, do you understand that that's why people get concerned about the veracity of the news? Is that how you want to be represented? Share that link at band.video, folks. Bound Report. Share now. Welcome to the program. Harrison Smith here. 
coming to you live from Austin, Texas. Very glad that you are here with us uh, today. Lots of videos to show you, lots of stories to cover, your phone calls as well, all of that and more coming up in today's program. But first, we begin, as we always do, with our Daily Dispatch. Your Daily Dispatch for Monday, November 1st, 2021. Trump-hating Virginia elections director says Tuesday's results may have to wait until Friday because of mail-in votes. As a Democratic gubernatorial candidate for Virginia, Terry McAuliffe's campaign appears to be imploding due to a series of scandals. The radical partisan director of elections for Fairfax County, Virginia, is now saying the winner of the Virginia governor's race may not be decided on Election Day. No, Election Day is just they get the count of votes uh, that they know they need to overcome with their cheating and their scamming. So on Election Day, they'll figure out how much more the Republican is ahead. And then by Friday or so, they'll have fabricated enough votes to overcome that difference. It's uh, uh, very clever how they're doing this right out in the open. It's truly amazing. So, yes, the gubernatorial race in Virginia is heating up, and it seems like Terry McAuliffe is totally collapsing, but don't let the polls and, you know, widespread unpopularity of Terry McAuliffe fool you. This is not a done deal quite yet. It will only be done once the Democrat partisan activists working behind the scenes have decided they have created enough ballots to overcome the will of the people. Following the widely controversial 2020 presidential election last year, National File reported in May that over 300,000 votes for Joe Biden were counted in a series of five suspicious ballot drops in the dead of night after Election Day in Virginia, with one of those dumps accounting for a staggering 73 percent of all Biden votes in Fairfax County. As a result of the 308,000-vote ballot dump, Biden appeared to have defeated President Donald Trump by a margin of 80 percent in Fairfax County, vastly and suspiciously outperforming failed Democratic president, candidate, presidential candidate Hillary Clinton in the 2016 election. The mail-in ballot situation today is similar to what it was in Virginia during the 2020 election, which allowed for mail-in ballots to be received by election officials three days after Election Day, so long as they were postmarked on November 3rd, according to Washington Post's Virginia Voting Guide, or not, or, you know, whatever. You know, postmarked whenever, not postmarked, not signed, same, you know. The Dropbox Family Plan gives you and five loved ones your very own Dropbox account to store memories from the past. Now to a protest of a different kind. They call themselves the Patriots and come from all over the U.S. It's a group of men and women who say they're here to protect the city and the police. Heather Fountain followed the group from River Road early this morning to downtown Louisville, where they went head-to-head with local protesters. Chaos at the square as opposing youth collide. A crowd of people who refer to themselves as patriots, armed with guns and American flags, unwelcomed by those who have spent more than 100 days demanding justice in Breonna Taylor's death. Earlier this afternoon, hundreds gathered at Cox Park to say they've had enough. We're out here just trying to keep it safe. It's not about any kind of show of force. It's just about being up and showing up. The rally led by Dylan Stevens of Texas and known to many as the Angry Viking, frustrated by those who have threatened to burn the city. Americans, what they do is they scare you into thinking you're a racist for standing up for this right here, for standing up for Louisville. And I tell these people in my videos every single time, you sometimes you got to be uncomfortable being, be comfortable being uncomfortable. 
but have they made their way downtown? Somebody was to drop a firecracker or something. It could be a catastrophe out here. Derek Dennis, displeased by the hate in front of his eyes. These folks are up close and personal. People are angry. And they may not necessarily be angry at one another personally, but... If you look at the big picture, they're angry at the, the direction that the city's heading, that this country's heading, and everybody's pointing the finger at each other. And that could be dangerous, you know what I'm saying? Wondering if or how the city could move forward. People have a lot of build-up stress and anxiety, so it's now overflowing and spilling out right now. Louisville Metro Police did show up, and things de-escalated pretty quickly after that. Within two hours, the mood at Jefferson Square Park is calm again. For WHAS 11 News, you want to support Rollmark Unfiltered? Be sure to join our Bring the Funk fan club. Every dollar that you give to us supports our daily digital show. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real. as Rollmark Unfiltered support this. Uh, and, and, and was it also meant uh, to let folks know, not just in Atlanta, but around the country, uh, that there are African Americans today in days who were like the deacons of the fence in the 1960s, uh, who protected black communities from, uh, from the KKK. I would answer that in a twofold answer. First, it was, it had a twofold purpose. If you remember with the, uh, with the murder of Ahmaud Arbery in Brunswick, Georgia, uh, those were our members that showed up. Uh, armed, the armed citizens you heard about. That was our first uh, foray into this matter that has gotten completely out of control with violence happening at the hands of, I hate to say it, white Americans against what appears to be predominantly black Americans, not saying other people don't get shot, but for uh, for the racial piece to be added in there on top of everything else that we've been going through with the quarantine, the, the pandemic and so forth, loss of jobs, and of course the, the, tension, the tension being risen in the country that we had reached a point that even though we had gone through all of that, uh, there was a remnant of us that's been in place for quite some time. Uh, we're, we're the older guys. We're the mature guys. We're your vets. We're your, we're your folks who are responsible gun owners. We're the individuals that, you know, we remember the 60s or 70s, 80s and 90s, and now here in the 20s we're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Uh, we, we, we know the law. We're law-abiding gun, gun owners, so we understand the Constitution. And, of course, we all believe in the Second Amendment of the Constitution and the First Amendment. So... Uh, the first show of force was pretty much just to let fall that uh, this is not the way that we want to see things progress, but if they do, we're going to have to uh, take Malcolm X's words and defend ourselves against these uh, the continued attacks. So we decided to do two things. The first thing was uh, to exercise our constitutional right, uh, to bear arms uh, in accordance with the law, and, of course, to peacefully assemble, and then at the same time send what we felt was the message to the heart of what we feel is probably the driving engine behind a lot of what is now coming to light. Uh, the FBI report that said that there would be an insurgence of white supremacists and those folks into law enforcement, into the military, have begun to, work to bear fruit. We're seeing that in the increased numbers of uh, police-involved shootings. We're also starting to see certain behaviors that are not so much related to police, but are related to the Jim Crow era and, and related to the era of lynching. Uh, a spate of lynchings across the country that no one seems to want to explain, like all of a sudden black men became experts on how to tie nooses and jump off of trees all of a sudden, when the history that we have within our culture is that hanging is the last thing that a black man is going to think about doing, not taking anything away from suicide rates, which we studied. But in this particular instance, given the atmosphere that we were seeing, with the resurgence of what appears to be very evident white militia that the police are unwilling to eat so much as detain as they do black folks, uh, with the rise in the protests that happened after uh, George Floyd, and then again the increased uh, presence of what we could only deem as uh, agitators.
agitators, dressed like police, but heavily armed, uh, we thought it would be in our best interest to send a message to the heart of what we believe is the driving engine behind that, the AK, the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, what we found out when we dealt with the McMichaels and, the, and Mr. Bryan down in Brunswick is that they were all members of the same Klan Watch, uh, which told us, we told, spoke volumes. But when we found out that, the, uh, that most of the folks in the town were okay with that, we know about the Deep South. Well, in this particular instance, uh, Stone Mountain represents the birthplace or the rebirthplace of the Ku Klux Klan. So we decided to do something that had never been done before, and that was peacefully assemble a formation, uh, not a mob, not, not a bunch of protesters, not a demonstration, but to call a formation of our black militia, which is what we are. And I've always wanted to do this. <laughs> Now to the concerns of another community that too often feels unprotected and the group that's stepping up to do something about it. They're known as the NFAC, an unarmed all-black militia. You might have seen um, an armed black militia that you might have seen at protests in Georgia, Kentucky, and D.C. Joining us now from Atlanta with more on this, NBC News correspondent Morgan Radford. Morgan, tell us about this group. Amiga, good morning. The bottom line is this group says that the U.S. government as well as law enforcement simply does not do enough to protect black Americans in this country, which is why they say they're taking matters into their own hands. And interestingly, Mika, this is a group that is growing. They say they now boast recruits in nearly every single state. So we decided to go and embed with them and see exactly what they're doing and why. Take a listen. Well, the sounds of war an all-black militia with a mission to defend the black community by any means necessary. So this is training for one of the yes. Appearing by the hundreds in protests from Stone Mountain, Georgia to Louisville, Kentucky, demanding justice for police killing and count they believe is the threat of right-wing militias. It's a movement started in 2017 by this man, former musician and Army veteran John Grandmaster J. Johnson. Is the movement growing? By leaps and bounds. We met with him outside of Cincinnati, where he says another new chapter is now in the works. The NFA stands for the Not Effing Around Coalition. What's behind the name? The NFAC was born out of the last four years under the Trump administration. The deterioration of racial relations in this country, it means that we are preparing yourselves to defend yourselves. While the group style echoes the Black Panther Party of the 1960s, their goals are distinct, on defense with the ultimate goal of a black ethnostate. What makes us so different is that our goal is our own government, our own country, a place where we can determine our own future. Is violence an option? To reach your goals? The United States was built on violence being an option. Violence should be the last option. Extremism experts say the group is distinct from far-right militias. They have not risen to the level of concern of, say, the three percenters, the Oath Keepers. They have not engaged in violence. In fact, in most of their, pre of their demonstrations, they have, in fact, coordinated their activities with police. When you talk about January 6th, 
and we saw those rioters storm the Capitol. What do you say to critics who say, you're no different from them? They're extremists, you're extremists. Show me where we have done those things. They've killed people. They've disrespected the government to the point where they have invaded its sacred halls. Show me where we've done those things, because we have done none of them. We were allowed rare access to one of their sites at a secret location in rural Georgia. We are now driving to the NFAC training facility. We spoke to one member who chose to go by the code name SHY to protect her anonymity.
clean up your streets in Los Angeles. And you know what? I would sing a different tune concerning that this subject. Six five seven three three zero six one six. Press the number one. Let me see. I didn't even check the phone boards for a long time here. Like I said in the beginning of the show, I put it out there. Uh, let's do. Uh, let's see here. Uh, anybody? Yeah, put it out there. Six five seven three eight three zero six one six. Press the number one. All right, here we go. We got one here. All right, here we go. Yay! All right, here you go. You're on. Good afternoon, Joseph Dispianchi. Hey, doing? how are you? How you doing there? I put the call out there. I'm waiting for people to call in. Nobody wants to call in anymore. You know, Everybody's afraid. <laughs> you, you, you're absolutely right about the media, and I have made mention. A lot of people make mention on how biased the media is, especially when it comes down to something like this. A they report and demonize white groups, but when you have black groups that's doing the same thing. You hardly hear anything mentioned. And that yeah. just reveals their probably underlying motive. And yeah, uh, Chicago would be a good place to start where you don't have 2,590 shots, black shot by other blacks in 150 days. I think they could use a lot of hand. But what I want to call and ask you, and if this person uh, called Ray Epps, what's your opinion on him? Uh, I don't know anything about him. Who's Ray Epps? I don't know. I, was, I, I, maybe I, they showed him, I should know. I don't know. They showed him at the January 6th with a Trump cap on, and he was uh, encouraging and cheering people on to go storm the, chap- the Capitol, to go inside. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I, I I didn't know the name. I, if I saw the video or I saw the guy's face, I'd probably recognize it. Because like I said, I wasn't there, and I would, you know, and I did not promote any of that. You know, I, I mean, I knew it was coming. I mean, I, most of us did that were, you know, behind the scenes on the internet or part of the Patriot community. And you know, they sent, they told, you know, and even Trump was putting it out there on Twitter for God's sake. But I'm just saying, I didn't go. I was, I stayed away. Thank, you know, because I didn't want no part of it because it wasn't going to accomplish anything. And I knew. Uh, uh, the vice president was going to certify the election. We already got inside word he was going to certify it. So what was the purpose? What are you going to do now? If Trump would have led the page, if he would have walked the the people down to the uh, build, Capitol building and said, "Let us get in there and uh, bring our grievances to the uh, to the uh, Congress," I would then that I would have supported. That's how it should have been done. Trump should have marched them all, and because that's the constitu that's constitutional. You know, to bring your, your your grievances to the government, and if everybody would have went down there peacefully and and brought those uh, grievances to and said, "Hey, we reject this right now," the people are speaking. I mean, you know, people say, "Well, you know, you need more people." Well, how many people do you want, for God's sake? There was what four hundred thousand people there, five hundred thousand, you know, that that were uh, there at the Capitol that day. How many you want? Ten million? You won't be able to fit. The city would collapse. You know, so. You know, if he would have done that, but as far as this guy inciting uh, people for to, to storm the Capitol, uh, tell me what happened. I mean, what's the story about? Well, I, I thought I heard someone say that he's either or former with the Federal Bureau of Investigation. <clears throat> and I know one oh, video. Oh, he was working with the FBI? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, one video that showed him there inciting the crowd and some of the people that he was talking to trying to get to. Uh, go along with what he was saying. They began to sh- began to chant, "Fed, Fed, Fed, Fed." Really? So it just makes you want to wonder. Yeah, you get a chance to take a look at that. It's easy. To yeah, find. I will. 
But it makes you want to wonder about what? Because well, I think we're thinking the same thing here. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, here's you know? the thing. It seems like, you know, Trump's rally was delayed an hour. And it seems like he started the cheering on and the encouragement about the time that the rally would have originally ended if it had stayed on schedule. I don't know how they got information on what time it's supposed to start. But it looks like he started his encouragement at the time that the rally was supposed to initially end. But as we said before, it, it really ended about an hour or so beyond what was initially reported. So you kind of wonder if this kind of conspiratory or what's going on there. I agree. And, you know, I kind of agree a lot with what a lot of people are saying with the conservative movement and whatnot. It's weak, it's infiltrated, and it's controlled by another group of people that are, that are evil and that are controlling the, the, uh, the, 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 good, the good on both sides. Because I believe there are moderate Democrats that are out there that are keeping silent on a lot of things because they're just going with the flow because they don't want their political careers ruined. You hurt Nancy Pelosi. If you don't vote a certain way, you won't get any money from the Democratic uh, 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 Party to, to uh, run your campaign. And they and you and when you run a campaign, you have to have money. I know that for a fact, you know, because I'm getting I'm putting my name on the ballot here next month here in North Carolina, and you know I have to have money to do this. You know, this is uh, you know it's going to cost money to put signs, you know, have signs printed up and and to go out and travel to places and and uh, have breakfast meetings or lunch meetings with people in the community and you know whatnot. So I'm I'm going to have I'm going to have to raise money to have run my campaign. You know, and 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 that's very very. And uh, plus, I've got legal battles going on, so they're going to smear me. But I know, but I can spin it too, because I've already got fathers' rights groups already behind me, backing me. I've already done two interviews with a, a fathers' rights group, uh, so th- you know they're going to back me on this because a lot of this, you know, dividing the family is so very very important issue where in, in this country right now. But the money, the evil money, and who controls the money? We have to admit who these, these people are. We have to identify them. We have to open openly say it, whether or not we're called a racist or a hater or whatnot, we have the truth. And then when we identify the problem, of course, we would never advocate violence, but we have to separate ourselves from that from evil. We have to do the right thing. And, then, and the church leaders out there are, have to get involved. They have to, because without, we can't do anything without some sort of a back, back, backing by the church. You know, the church, I mean, that's what America was founded upon. You know, I just don't see it working in America unless we break away from the idea of the Constitution altogether. And but that's going to open up a whole can of worms right there and into chaos. So we have to, yeah. you know, we have, you know, what I, you understand what I'm saying? I understand what you mean. All bets would be off, but you know, I hate to say this jokingly, separating the family. If you was on the other side of the board, you'd be scheduled to receive four hundred fifty thousand dollars per family member. <laughs> Yeah, and if I hey, if, and, and, yeah, I know, but and then they want reparations for the black people, you know. So therefore, if I was a black man, then I could then I could get reparations, right? You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. hell no, you know. I'm just saying, you know, I'll tell you what, I'll never pay no reparations. I don't care. I don't. I will close my bank account. I will. I will never pay a dollar. I, I, if I find out a business supports it, I'll have to go hungry. Because I, you know, I don't like my tax dollars being uh, for paying for abortion. It pisses me the hell off. You know, well, I agree I got with you. you know, here, somebody, Go ahead. Okay, well, I'm going to get off here. Pleasure to you explain that to me. And uh, hey, get your information out there. Maybe we can shoot some money down to uh, North Carolina. We already have been sending some up to Virginia. So, hey, 
hey, well, hey, that's what we need. I need. I, I, I could use all the help. I'll tell you what. You guys, you and Sarge, and uh, you know everybody. Look, we're, we've got to fight for freedom, man. Freedom. That's key. key. That's key. You know. That's I'll talk to you later, thing. Joseph. Get that other all call. Right, yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. All right, eight six three. Go ahead. Good evening, Mr. Gibson. Hey, long time no chat. How you been doing? Oh, I've been enjoying my break. <laughs> a nice little break going on. I have not spoken talk. upon that. <laughs> I have not spoken yeah. about it, upon it because I didn't want to say anything. You figured I'd let you or someone oh, feel, else or, you know, that got, you know what I mean? It's, it's fine. I'll tell everybody. We've been deplat. The NSM has been deplatformed off Block Talk uh, for God knows what reason. And it doesn't really matter ultimately. Um, so, yeah. That's where we're at, and I'm enjoying a nice little break. I'm a little burned out on Blog Talk, to be honest with you. I just I saw your text tonight. I figured I'd give you a call and say hi. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> well, it's always I'll good to hear, boy. Hey, look, I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people disagree uh, with a lot of things and whatnot. But in the end, though, you, you you know you're a patriot. You believe in America. You've always said that. You know, you support America. You know, you love your country. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the bottom line is this. Look, oh, that there's evil out there, and we and we know that you know. Look, our liberties are being restrained uh, every single day more and more. What do you think about? Let's just not. Uh, let's just. How about this? What do you think about the vaccination? Have you been ordered to take a vaccine yet, or are you going to get your vaccine? I mean, what, what's your stance on that? Oh yeah, I've, they've they've told me that I need to, and I've told them that they need to stick it up their ass. <laughs> so so will you get fired? Oh, I don't care if I do. I'm not going to die over my job. I can find another job. Good for I mean, you. I mean, there's no way. I mean, have you seen what's happening to these people? I mean, there's you know, there's yes, some people out there, it seems like, that they do okay with it. To be perfectly honest, we've got one or two in the organization that decided it would be a great idea to get it, and we don't let them live them down. But they, they seem to be okay so far. I don't know what the long-term effects of it are, but these cases that – are bad are really bad i mean these people are their skin is deforming and they're getting these holes in them and the weird crazy stuff wow so, no i i'm i'm not getting any vaccination I, i'm not an anti-vaxxer i never was i i've had my flu shots my vaccinations in the past i've gotten the h1n1 and i've gotten the, the regular flu vaccine so I'm not a you know a schizo or an anti-vaxxer i just something about this particular one, it's just uh, there's something very wrong with it, and uh, I'm not interested. Wow. And they can keep on, uh, you know, doing their threats and everything else. Not interested. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had I had on somebody from the Air Force Academy, uh, uh, 20-year vet in the Air Force Academy. He went into a lot of detailed information about the vaccination and and a lot of the dangers that that it does imp- uh, uh, implore and. And that people, how people are affected. And she's saying three, four years down the road, if you're seeing what you're seeing now, Bert, and what she said, and from what I've seen, three years down the road, people are going to be dropping like flies. Just common sense. If people are getting sick, not little numbers or even on large numbers that we're not hearing about, imagine three years from now how that crap's going to affect us, you know? I mean, if you take it, which I'm yeah. not. <laughs> You know? uh, yeah. But while I got you on here, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist, so I mean, I just know what I see now. That's all I've got to base it on, and it looks bad. 
So I'm just not interested. Yeah. I, it, it seems like it makes more sense just to deal with the problems as they occur in those cases. So if it ain't broke, yeah. don't fix it. Yeah, right. That's correct. Well, if you can, because well, we got people on here listening and whatnot, and before I ask a question, um, yeah, Bigfoot gave a, a story about that uh, where he had a friend that was a nurse, and she she put, she could put a spoon to her forehead, and it sticks to her forehead now, you know? Oh, he sent me the <laughs> pictures of her, that, and that's nothing. You should see the pictures of that chick, what's happened to her. Wow. Wow. Now, that's testimony live. But, but uh, on her hands. What's, 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 what's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just that's that's sick, man. I mean, I feel bad. But when he was telling me that when I was talking to him on the phone, I was like, well, "Are you really? Is that really happening?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know." And he's, I, I mean, he was telling me in detail I mean, what had happened. And I was like, "Oh my lord!" You know, that's bad. Yeah, but uh, well, I got you on the phone here. We all right. The NSM was deplatformed. What's the plans for no more radio, or what's the plans? Because everyone wants to know. I got four messages on Facebook right now. I want five, five messages now. Five messages saying to ask them about what's the plans for the. Uh, you know, are you guys going to be silent now on the airwaves, or is there something that lined up? That, I mean, you don't have to tell us if you can't, but just what what's the plans? Oh, I don't know. I first I was just kind of thinking of taking a hiatus out here because apparently. White America doesn't give a shit about themselves, so maybe we'll just take a break and let let the Zog agents and the brothers kick them around some more. They seem to like it, as I always say. But then I'm like, no, nah, I can't do that. That wouldn't be right because I'm white too, and we can't have that yeah. going on. So what happens to me happens, you know, happens to my neighbors and vice versa. So now sure. what we're actually doing right now is just uh, on our NSM88 platform. We're gonna. Yeah. Actually, glad that it happened. Oh. There he goes. He's low. I'm losing him. You're breaking up on me. Oh, can, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yep, go ahead. Okay, I'm trying to get elevated here. Yeah, we're actually uh, going to be upgrading. We're done with Blog Talk, and I'm glad it happened that way. Because if if we hadn't been deplatformed, we would just kept on doing the same boring podcasts and uh as much listenership as we had it just would have went on and on and we would have uh just kept doing them you know business as usual and got kind of complacent. Rep- repetition so, yeah uh, repetition over and over yeah 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 it just gets redundant i mean yeah the listening base is great but time to move on to something better i mean there's more to it than I mean, this podcasting the platform i mean block talk was always ran by a jew if you look it up you know, the guy's name that started it was Levy. You know, if you may you know it's like Cohen. Really? I, mean, I didn't know that. Jewish. I didn't know that. I thought that yeah. I thought that girl Marilyn that's always texting me or messaging me. <laughs> you know, you're you're famous oh, Man- late Mandy or something Lynn? Like I thought she ran it. Man- yeah. Mandy Lynn, no, she's just so she's an employee up there in New York. No, if you look oh, on okay. the internet, even look at Wikipedia if you have to, you'll see where it's yeah, the guy's name was Levy. So we did three full years on NSM platform. We had 350,000 listeners. And, you know, I chalk it up to a win. It's time to move on to something better at this point. They just gave us the momentum and initiative to do it. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah, because um, people are going to be uh, withdrawals. People are going with your, to withdrawals. They are. Right now. I, no noticed that. I, I, <laughs> I noticed that. We're getting texts and emails going, what's going on? How much longer? Or the podcast going on. We noticed Blog Talk's down. I'm like, hey, you know, we're just kind of kicking back, taking a break right now. Three full years 
every week without, you know, some for a while there I was doing two shows a week when we were short on hosts. And that stuff will grind on you after a while, doing two, three-hour hey, shows a week. I went three, remember? So, I went three nights in a row, remember? Yeah, you did. You know? Yeah, you do real well so, with it. So, and, and, yeah, I mean, but it's yeah, kicking we're, my we're, butt. <laughs> yeah, it'll grind on you for sure. But no, we're, we're going to – we're basically – we could go the easy route on this, but it's going to take us a little longer to do this properly. Because if we want to do – we're going to be doing video podcasts guess right off the NSM 88 website is what's going to happen. Everybody's screaming for video. They're saying that that's uh, what they want to see. They were actually, when when I used to do the Bog Talk podcast, I used to simulcast on VK Live before we got deplatformed on that. And they're all like, oh, man, I really miss the videos. I used to love watching on VK Live. And, of course, the Jews came in and, you know, Zuckerberg and Google and everything else went out and bought VK out of Russia. So we couldn't use that anymore. They deplatform us. So they, they love to deplatform us. And, and that's fine. We're good with that because, like I said, now we get something better. And now yeah. we're actually going to be able to say what we want to say. As long as it's legal, there's going to be no yeah. more self-censorship. There's not going to be any of this crap of us using code words and pseudo words and everything else. It's going to be straight up sure. what we have to say under the First Amendment. Sure. And that's how it should be. It should be everywhere. You should be able to use your First Amendment rights responsibly, you know, any platform you go to. But they, but they, but they, they ban you, you know. And like you said, you say this word, that word, that's, that goes against their policy, against their terms. And I don't like when the policy or terms, Bert. I can't stand it, so I policy. It's my terms. Look, man, you know, the Constitution doesn't get left at the door, you know. Either you're a true blue American or you're not, you know. I mean, that's just how I view it, how I right. see it. But, you know, but I no, but you got to, otherwise you'd be too. censored. Yeah, well, you are. I mean, it's their house, it's their rules, so the Constitution gets left at the door. So, like I said, it's it's fine. We're actually ahead of the curve on everything else, the way we're setting things up. You know, they can DDoS us all they want. They can try to deplatform us. They can cry to Jews all they want. It's not going to do any good. We're going to be on there saying what we want to say. They they probably should have just left us on Blog Talk, to be honest with you. Because it probably yeah, would have been yeah. better for our enemies because at least we self-censor. Now, there's going to be no self-censoring. Now, we're, how, we're now how does that work? What? How is that going to work, Bert? The website's going to have its own number that people are going to call in, and they go – because are you going to be able to take live callers? Yeah, to an extent. It's not the, – the system's going to be different. I haven't actually seen it in action yet. Our nerds have been working on it uh, for a while now, and it's – when we got deplatformed, that really lit a fire under their ass. And uh, so I, I have yet to see the software in use, but apparently it's going to be pretty cool. You, all you got to do, it's going to be easier. You just go to the NSM88.org website, and you can watch the video right on there. And if you want to call in, you can call in. There will be phone numbers on there. Wow. I'm going to love Oh, that's awesome. I like that. Wow. Yeah. All right. And it's going to be <laughs> it's right. going to be impenetrable. So they, they they can go cry and bitch to whoever they want, go cry to Amazon, go cry to to Google, go cry to whoever. It's not going to do any good. So and you can play your own videos and stuff too on there. I would imagine you can play like you know yep. connect to your own videos. Like do you know what I mean? It's it's kind of like a your own little news channel, right? I mean that's how yeah, I'm doing it right now. Well, what's oh, cool. what's cool about it too is is if I go, let's say I hit some street action out there and I take my GoPro with me. Instead of putting it, yep. well, we can do it as much as we want, first of all. 
there's no time restraints uh-huh. on there like blog talk. So if I wake up yep. and let's say it's 11 o'clock in the morning and I want to do a podcast, I can do it. And then I can do another one at 6 o'clock that night or one of the other guys can. We've got a lot more versatility. And if I want to throw my GoPro on and say we go out there and do a protest, I could stream the whole thing right to the NSM88 website. All you got to do is go there and watch it, and you could see everything I'm seeing. Really? Wow. So yep. I don't have to – so just say hypothetically, I don't have to have a studio room to do it. I could just do it from inside my car, the show, if I wanted to? Uh, I think you need to have a computer because there's software. I wouldn't try it on a cell phone. Uh, then again, I don't recommend – I never recommended doing blog talk from a cell phone either. Yeah, I know. You got app, on me about that. Uh, on Apple. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it can be done, but it's, it can be tricky. It can be laggy. I, I never recommended it. But, um, okay. no, this here, you'll be able to watch it, yeah, from a phone. You wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend doing a podcast from it, but I suppose you could. Uh, we'll see. You okay, know, there's, so, there's probably going to be some – there's probably going to be some bugs in it at first, and we're just going to do the same way we've done with everything else. We're going to tell Antifa to attack it, EDOS it. We're going to work out all the bugs out of it, hit it with everything they possibly can. Uh, find find the, the you know the Jew with the nose out there and and tell them to hit it too. <laughs> and when we know we know it can't be broken is when they can't do anything about it. Because I guarantee you, once I get on that website and start streaming, they're gonna hate me. Because I'm oh, not holding man. back anymore. You're gonna have wow. So, that, it's, I think it's, I'm excited. Wow, man. Yeah. So does it's gonna it, be so up do here, I have to have certain coming. type of software? Or go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. No, you, you will when the time comes. When we get everything mastered, we'll set you up with it, too. Cool, cool. I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, I know, but I know this is going to come with a price tag, so we got. So I probably got to get the checkbook out. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not going to be. But, but, hey. it, it, it's, it's, it's budgeted not to be any more expensive. We pay 250 a month for Block Talk. It's budgeted not to go over that, plain and simple, and it won't. Okay. Okay. Right. I mean, if, okay. if we were so to go eight, use, like, Jeff Bezos right now for our servers, yeah. kind of like the problem that um, uh, Parler had, for example, mm-hmm. we, we could probably do this for 10 bucks a month. But we know it's going to fail. Why even try it? Because as soon as right. we go to Amazon out there and we video stream, they're going to deplatform us. Why put ourselves yeah. at a mercy? Now, this, this thing is going to be an Abrams tank right out of the gate. Yeah, because you can go to YouTube and do your own TV show from there. But like you said, if you play anything controversial whatsoever, they'll deplatform you. You know? Yeah, they'll they'll kick you right off there in the middle of your live stream on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, and you'll and, you, and you'll monetize your station, and you'll be relying on it for income, and they'll shut you off. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, you can't say what you want anywhere if it involves Jews. They don't care about the Constitution. They hate America. They hate our rights. You know, and I was listening to the, to the uh, recordings that you were playing there, and I found a couple of them interesting, particularly the one American patriot that was saying, you know, he's he's a Second Amendment supporter and everything else, and, you know, he's hardcore, you know, blood and guts American. And yeah. these people that they're fighting are not. I, they, yeah. they may as well just come and say it. Perhaps some of them are. These people hate the First Amendment. They hate the Second Amendment. They hate our Constitution. They hate red-blooded Americans. They hate us. And I honestly I do believe that being an American, as much as I love being American, is is not going to fix it. It's just not strong enough. Yeah. It's like that comparison yeah. I always put out there. It's a baby aspirin for a country that has pneumonia. It's just not going to cut the mustard. 
You're right. You're right. So, and as far, you know, and as, way, far as yeah. the as far as the NFAC is concerned, you know, I, I thought that was interesting too. I was listening to that when you played it, and I heard about their thing up there in Georgia and everything else they're doing. And, and the woman, the anchor lady, was right. I mean, I, I think that they are, uh, you know, just a, a modern Black Panther party, if you will. But, uh, you know, yep. I couldn't help but note the name, the Not Fucking Around Coalition. Um, I just wanted to point one thing out on that. We're out there with swastikas and Third, third Reich regalia. I mean, do they honestly think we are fucking around? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a di- he, they, and then they, he tried getting a dig at the three percenters too, you know. And you know, look, you know, a lot of those guys, you know, they, they ain't messing around, you know. But the thing, the difference on how they reported, they were very soft and mild mannered and not slanderous towards their reporting, especially not calling them racist. But the other group, any three percenters, oath keepers, or anything like that, the Texas militia. They're racist, they're domestic terrorists, or just like the NSM, you're racist, domestic terrorists, you know, and they, and they do that. The media, and, that's, and that causes the anger that really, rightfully so, towards the uh, media industry and who owns it, you know, because they're not being truthful. You know, you love America, you know, and you support what well, America stands for, the Constitution. They, they call us terrorists. Yeah, we do. They call us terrorists, and not just us, but people who think anything even remote, basically anything right of center, they consider a terrorist, which is ridiculous. That's effectively trying to eliminate your competition is all they're trying to do, and they're trying to do it by legal means. I doubt it will ever work. I I think the, the Jewish community has understood that the First Amendment, no matter how much they hate it, it's never going to be taken down. So I think at this juncture, they're actually trying to circumvent. So, okay, we can't take down the First Amendment. So, as you mentioned earlier, Joe, we're like, well, we're going to deplatform you. We're going to make you lose your job. We're going to make your life tough. But people, yep. I mean, I'm telling you, there's a way around it. I mean, a lot of some people pointed out some interesting facts to me that I actually agreed with about the NSM. Um, our organization, even in the white nationalist community, we're, they, they call us, the word they used to describe us as advanced white nationalists. And I got to thinking about it. I was like, you know, they're kind of right on that. You know, we are yeah. we're pretty far right. And and some people, they're, they're just really not ready for that yet. I'm, I mean, I, I, it's like comparing, it's like somebody, it's like getting a, a toddler to eat. You have to spoon feed them. Well, when it comes yeah. to white nationalism, the NSM is the equivalent of a funnel and a 55-gallon drum when it comes to white <laughs> nationalism. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think that the, the GDL is out there right now, and I support them 100%. I don't know if you've seen their videos. They've been out there for yes, eight days straight. You've seen their activism out there. They're yeah. doing a phenomenal job. And I they're watched not messing it. I watched every either. video. Yeah, I watched every good, video. Right? Yeah. Yeah, they were, they and, were, and, they were, and very professional too. Like if everyone started yelling at once, the guy was like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, come, you know, take it easy, take it easy." You know, what I mean, that kept order, you know. But we're in your face, though, you know. So Absolutely. that's good. Oh, some of the stuff uh, yeah. that they were doing, I guarantee. I told them this, the leader. I said, "You screaming at those cops and calling them all those, uh, those names." I said, "I guarantee it. If I'd have been armed in an NSM uniform, I'd have been going to jail for disorderly conduct. <laughs> guarantee. There's no way." I would have got. I I still stand by that sentiment. There's no way I would have gotten away with that. Because, but because no. these guys are dressed down, they're not armed. They're not as intimidating as we are. So 
So they're they're that, taking yeah. they look at us and yeah, they're they're just like, Holy shit, these are real Nazis and they've got real guns. Yeah. I think you're right on that that aspect, and and really, there's a place for that though. In every like, it's kind of like the armed forces: army, navy, air force, and marines. You know, you see what I'm saying? You know, and and and, 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 and the NSM is one way, and then these guys are another way. You know, and I think that that's that's a good notion and a good thought to build upon with the movement. You have different factions, but at the same time, you're all working well, yeah. together. You know? Well, yeah, exactly. I, I could, they're kind of like a precursor to us, if you will, you know, or whatever you want to call it, kind of like an intermediate level. That's why I support yep. them. They, they have the patience to go out there and try to red pill people and get them to see the truth. See, somebody comes yep. at me, I, I've just been doing this for so long, they're going to come at me and, you know, try, but what do you think of this about the Jews or that? And I'm just be like, what are you, stupid? I just don't have the patience. <laughs> we're just not, you know, I, I'm just not, we're not tools for that. We're well beyond yeah. that. But these these guys are tools for that. They are willing to take the time to sit down and help people understand. And I recognize that that's that's needed. We're just not yes. the right ones to be doing it. They're they're perfect for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I kind of I kind of got to agree with you on that. And uh, uh, but uh, but you know I I, I still uh, what I what. What they did and how they went about it, you know, in those in those videos and how they documented it, I like how they, you know, I just I just like how they set that up, their platform, and then they went out there, they were out there on the streets, and like you said, in their in your face, and but they but they knew how far to push, and you know, and then withdraw, you know what I mean? Because they they got right. their point across, they won the battle, and then they understood that the war is still we got to go another day to fight, the, you know, to win the war. You know what I mean? That kind of analogy, and I like that. It was it was done well. Yeah, I'm glad you sent me those links. To, uh, and I watched them. It was uh, pretty good. I liked that. I really did. And I wish more people would do it in each state, all 50 states. You know, so uh, every, you know, a group in every each state getting out there. You know, and and really uh, waking up the uh, the sleeping giant of uh, zombies that's out there. You know, uh, that are on the fence. Yeah, so absolutely. maybe kick them off the fence. <laughs> you know. But yeah, get them to do some kind of activism out there. They, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to say too much on your platform because I don't want to get you in any trouble, obviously. But these people <laughs> need to, they, you know, they need to realize, you know, who their friends are and who their enemies are. And these people, just, they're not getting it. They're not getting it. I mean, these folks are just going out there, as you said earlier, and you know, they they got to drive their their coffins to work every day. And it's like that movie Joe versus the volcano. I don't know if you've ever seen that with Tom Hanks where he just gets up yeah. every day and he's just he's like a drone just going to work. That's how white America has become. Everybody's just getting up and going to work and, and they have no life and a Friday they get their paycheck and they pay all their bills Friday night, Saturday they reach in their pocket and all they feel is their leg. I mean, is that really you what that, uh, everybody's lifelong that? ambition? I'm glad you see that, too. I'm so glad that you see that, because I was sitting here at my home over the past weekend, and I said that tonight on the show. I said, sometimes you feel like you're defeated, you know, and it's like, you know, like, where is everybody? What's everybody doing? You know, I'm not, you're not in touch with anybody. There's no, there's nothing going on. There's no, there's, nobody's proud of who they are anymore, of, of their, of their people, or there's no, there's no, there's nothing. There's like, uh, we're dead. It was just dead in the way, and, and the reason why, and it's, you know, we're being walked all over too, you know, and that's what made, makes you un, makes people that are awake understand this. We're being walked on and stepped on, and everybody's just taking it. We're accepting it, 
you know, and, and you got and you got the few people that are yelling and kicking and screaming, and but nobody's listening, nobody cares, you know, and uh, and, it's, and it's just not. I, but I but in a way though, there are a lot of people out there that are good people that are out there, you know, taking you and like you said, the group out there that was on the streets, you know, holding up signs, getting in people's face. Those people are good people. They're out there awake, you know, and it, it's just that you know what? Uh, I was talking to one of your, uh, your supporters over the weekend. And you know he's, he we was we were talking about this subject actually it's it's funny that we were we're talking about it now but he was saying a lot of people out there you got to be careful on how you approach some people because they're not awake like you or me and they they don't know how to receive the message and their first instinct is to go back and revert back to what they've been taught and what they've been learned and how they live so they get defensive. But later on, though, the seed is planted, and eventually they start waking up, but there's nobody there to reinforce that waking up because there's so few of us out there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it makes you sense. Know, and, and I've really come across a different, yeah. couple of different types of personalities with that. There's some people there that you can debate them till you're blue in the face, and they're still going to you know, tell you that the sky's not blue, it's purple. Uh, no matter yeah. what you say, and they real—it's called cognitive dissonance—is what it is. They yep. see the problem, they're aware of it, they don't want to deal with it. They just figure that everything's going to work out, and uh, that if it doesn't, then we'll just do like Dr. Peter Ventura, and we'll just say a prayer and hope, prayer, and hopefully there's a rapture, and God will come clean up this mess for us because we're obviously <laughs> too stupid to do it. It's amazing I, you brought him up. <laughs> but, but but now Peter Peter is a. Uh... Uh, I'm glad you brought him up. Actually, I'm kind of hoping he's listening tonight. I, I, he, he never tunes in anymore, never calls in, but uh, he, he used to quite frequently. But he's uh, he's actually a pretty good fighter out there. He's a fighter and uh, he's awake and he and he'll get on his CB radio actually and start you know preaching to people while you know truck drivers and stuff when he's driving and touring the country because you know he, he he used to actually drive back and forth from uh, Connecticut to California like weekly. You know, I mean he's made the trip so many times, but he'll, he's been on the phone with me and i've heard him start preaching to people literally trying to wake people up you know uh uh you know the truckers and everything so you know he's 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 awake it's just that he's uh you know i guess i guess in a way the a lot of his friends with the church when the church and everything they're more i guess you could say they'll they'll lay on their backs or lay on their stomach while people walk all over them so he's afraid that maybe they'll they'll run away from him and you know I I, I don't know you know you get surrounded with certain groups of there people you and you get a, you, name, you know you you're afraid to word, offend Joe. them. Yeah. Yeah, you name the magic word they're afraid. Yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, and we got and people can't be afraid though they can't be listen, you know fear is nothing that's a natural part of life you know just just swallow it swallow that fear man and stand up and be a brave. And don't be afraid and fight. You'll feel better. You know, if you were in school, I don't know if you were ever in school. You're a big guy. Uh, if you were in school and you ever got picked on, you know, or got into a fight with a guy you thought maybe you might get, you know, you might lose the fight. <laughs> you know? oh, yeah. I remember being in elementary well, school yeah, you know, my, when I was in first grade. My, <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say my problem was uh, most of the time it was uh, it was not people of color that I had an issue with. It was white people. Because most of the schools, not all, but a lot of them, particularly when I was younger, they were predominantly white schools, uh, if yeah. not exclusively, for the most part. There might, at our, even our public school in the town I lived in, Western New York, there was maybe one black uh, kid there. That's a two, a two tops. 
no more than that, though. And the, re- yeah. the entire rest of the middle school and the high school was white. It was just that kind of a town at that time. Um, when I, as I got older, though, you know, some of them, uh, there was a lot more colored uh, people in, uh, the, you know, the bigger cities and stuff like that. And you could tell they were being forced and pushed in because they wanted to have everything that Whitey had. So, you know, you could start seeing them come around more and more. So I, I think that's what eventually got me sick of the whole thing. Where, you know, yep. it's not to say that white people were perfect. They were far from it. I, I still, to this day, I can remember all the problems that white people had. But it was a hell of a lot better than this, even on its yeah. worst day. I don't, I the know. stuff that's going on today is just, it, it's like the 11th layer of hell is what it is. And these people are all just want to turn a blind eye and a deaf ear and pretend like nothing's happening and saying things like, you know, I'm just one person. What could I do? And it, it's yeah. horrible. It's a horrible attitude, and they need to stop it. I mean, this, yeah. this is, uh, we're in this situation because we've ignored facts. Now's not the time to be ignoring these facts again. I say that over yeah. and over again, and it's true. We've swept it under the rug. Now the dirt's resurfacing. Stop doing that. Okay, this is yeah. where we're at now. We've got to make some changes. And before we lose all these rights, I mean, uh, it appears to me here in America, we've got all these rights that all these other countries don't even have. It's it's incredible. And it's still, and everybody's, it's not that they are, are like, they don't have the rights. They're afraid that something's going to happen to their job. These people yeah. in their pathetic jobs. I'm like, what is the uh, job? Are you kidding me? Yeah. What are we living in, in the prohibition and, and uh, you know, the, uh, <laughs> the depression was going on? Of course not. Yeah. You know, there's, a, yeah. There's, there's thousands of other jobs out there. People are screaming for labor right now everywhere i look the trucking industry i geez i'll type in truck driving jobs on google see what you get i can't find the bottom of it if i I mean i'm supposed to go around and worry about my pathetic job yeah i know job they can keep their backs to i don't want it and they certainly are going to have to dig a hell of a lot deeper than this to get me to to get on my knees because i won't do it without a fight i agree i agree 100 percent with you you know the thing of it is is that you know, Bert, I, one of the other scenarios that I was trying to apply there is that when you're in school and you know you're going to fight the big guy in the classroom and you think you might lose. Cause I got into a lot of fights when I was in school, especially in middle school. And there was a couple guys that could probably kick my butt. And, I, you know, and I, my, I, I kind of figured, you know, I was going to lose. You know, I met him, you know, after school. You know, you meet, meet me after school. You know, we'll settle it now. And we used to fight sometimes in the schoolyard after school or in the parking lot. And uh, I remember one time there was this kid, you know, and I, I knew he could whoop my ass, you know, but I still fought him. You know, but and one of my friends said to me, he says, if you're afraid, he goes, just just don't worry about it, man. Just you know what? If you lose, you lose. So what? At least you stood up to him, you know. And uh, I was in second. I think I was second grade. I think I was second grade. And then I did get. I did lose. But I, you know, he got me down on the ground. And you know, back then, you know, you you, you either tap out or I give or something like that. It's not like today. Kids, they keep stomping your head in the ground until they kill you. You know, there's no honor. There's no respect. You know, <laughs> it was on the on the battlefield. You know, but uh, uh, you know, I, I lost the fight. But you know, I got, I felt better afterwards. You felt you know you feel better that you stood up and you and you fought. You didn't run away or back down like a coward, you know? And that's what I'm trying is that we we stand up. You'll feel better about yourself. You know what? So what about your job, like you're saying, Bert? Who cares, man? There's another job out there. So what? 
stand up and do the right thing, because we know, you know, and I know, and people out there listening know, it's the right thing to stand up for the rights of America and the rights of you as an individual and our freedoms, no matter what. You know, the government's not right all the time. But, yeah, man, I, I hear you. I hear when you I was saying. in middle school, Joe, I, I was fighting the kids on the high school football team. So I was always <laughs> way out of my league. So I guess looking at things now, I don't think things have changed much because I'm still way out of my league. But I'm not taking any shit from nobody. How tall are you? How tall are you? I am six foot tall. Six, oh, you're six feet tall? I thought you were like six foot five. Yeah. No, no, oh, I'm not okay. that big. All right. I, yeah, I'm, I'm a big guy. Six feet and uh, about two, 290, 295. Everybody says so I'm overweight. So you're a stocky guy. You're stocky. All right, so you're a stocky guy. Yeah, I'm a big guy. Yeah, I got a barrel chest and I got big shoulders and big legs and everything else. So Yeah, I've seen uh, the pictures of you. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought you were taller than that, though. No, I'm six foot. Okay. I'm actually about your height then, because I'm about about six one. But I'm but I'm like you know I'm two I'm 195 200 pounds you know so <laughs> I know but uh, so you got me by 100 pounds so one swat with an arm you knocked me right down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I used to be six foot one inches tall until I crashed my motorcycle and I crushed my back. So now I'm. Oh Lord. Uh, they said I'm about a half an inch shorter. <laughs> oh my. Well, the motorcycles, man, I just don't understand what drives people to to want to ride on those things. That's dangerous, man. You know, I mean, nobody watches for you. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> well, but anyway, to give you, my, my, but, be, my best friend was killed on his motorcycle late at night, and I'd never ridden a uh, motorcycle before. So like the brainiac that I am, I went out and bought one after he got killed, right? This is how my brain works. <laughs> You know, yeah, know you're up for the challenge. Crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're up for the challenge, man. You know, yeah. yeah. I like that. It's respectable. So tell me it can't hey, be Bert, done, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Hey, Burke, give me a, a final thought on this podcast. I'm going to get ready to wrap it up. And uh, then Wednesday, everybody, Wednesday, uh, 7, 7 o'clock, I'm going to be having a good interview with a uh, former candidate of governor, governor candidate of Illinois. I'm not even going to say his name because I don't want people to know. But he got 109,000 votes, so he got a very good testimonial story to share with us that he's standing up against the system. But, Burke, go ahead. Give me one wrap-up thought here tonight. Yeah, just uh, guys that are um... – listening to Joe's show that we're on our platform, just be patient. We're going to get our uh, stuff up and running. We want to do it right. We want to make sure that these, uh, now what's the, what's the term on blog talk they used to use? People with extraordinarily long noses can't uh, de-platform <laughs> us, so we have to make sure that we do it properly. So it'll be good. I'm curious to see how it all turns out when it's done. And uh, these yeah, people that are out there just mind, minding their own lives and, and and just trying to stay out of trouble and fly below the radar, you're dead. That's all I can say. You have no life, you're dead. You may as well just go dig yeah. a six-foot hole and crawl in it. Because if nothing else, even if this is a total failure, at least people that are in our movement and like-minded organizations can say that they tried. If nothing else. Yeah. Just like Joe said a while ago with, you know, getting in the fights in middle school. You got to try. You don't, we don't, yeah. I don't like bullies. I've never liked bullies. And we're dealing with bullies right now. So that's all I got, Joe. 
Hey, Bert, thanks for joining me tonight, tuning in. Uh, we had a couple people on here. Uh, uh, Bianca called in. That's good. Uh, but a couple people on here, a couple of them ran away. They scared as soon as I started talking about the anti-government stuff. So, But that's they said we can't, you know. But, well, those are military guys. they got to be careful when they call in. I understand that, you know, they're being monitored. So uh, I get a lot of military guys that listen in here. So, But anyway, hey, it was a good show tonight. Thanks. Wednesday night. Tune in Wednesday night. If you listen to the last podcast, go back and listen to it. It was a really good show with the Air Force Academy. They're instructor from the Air Force Academy. And, uh, hey, great show tonight. God bless the Republic, and keep up the good fight, and we'll be waiting for the NSM to come back onto the airwaves on a different type of platform, another type of uh, style. Uh, I guess back to the video, like Bert was saying, but that's going to be interesting. It's going to be exciting, so can't wait for that, man. Good night, everybody. Renewed hostile actions against United States ships on the high seas in the Gulf of Tonkin have today required me to order the military forces of the United States take action in reply. Dr. Martin Luther King, the apostle of nonviolence in the civil rights movement, has been shot to death in Memphis, Tennessee. Senator Kennedy has been shot. Is that possible? He still has the gun. The gun is pointed at me right at this moment. Take a hold of this bomb and break it if you have to. Colonel Carano, Colonel Carano, we have an explosion and we are defending immediately. Let's try our best. People calling themselves members of the Weather Underground last night planted bombs in federal office buildings in Washington and Oakland, California. They took the babies out of incubators and left the children to die on the cold floor. Survivors of the USS Liberty are demanding a congressional investigation into what happened and acknowledgement that the Israeli Air Force bombed a U.S. intelligence Navy ship. The death of bin Laden marks the most significant achievement to date in our nation's effort to defeat al-Qaeda. The Taliban is taking responsibility for shooting down a U.S. helicopter. More than 30 people were killed, and there are reports this morning that most of them are U.S. Navy SEALs. There may be a false flag incident where some, a ship goes down and you use for the excuse to accelerate the next war. If there's one thing that has unified Democrats and Republicans and everybody in between, then we all hated the bank bailout. The Department of Homeland Security is apparently on a huge ammo buying spree. It comes out to like 1.6 billion rounds of ammunition. Today, it is infinitely easier to kill a million people than to control a million people. They estimated that they would have to eliminate 25 million people in these re-education centers. And when I say eliminate, I mean kill. I'm here to warn people. You keep telling me to shut up. This isn't a game. From the front lines of the information war. before the Congressional Committee to tell what I knew of activities which might lead to an attempt to set up a fascist dictatorship. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are as a people inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. President Bush signed a formal agreement that will end the United States as we know it. And he took the step without approval from either the U.S. Congress or the people of the United States.
The secret organizations of the world power elite are no longer secret. It's known as the Bilderberg Group. Could their objective be world domination? I'm Jim Tucker. I've chased Bilderberg for 30 years. I'll never give up the chase. Bilderberg's plan for the whole world is nothing less than world government. I'm not comfortable with that at all. Who elected these guys to run the planet? They are the elitist. They feel they should run the world for their own selfish interests. Now we can see a new world coming into view. A world in which there is a very real prospect of a new world order. Bilderberg is making great progress toward a world government and only an educated, informed public can stop them in their tracks. David Rockefeller admits in his own memoirs that he wants to destroy the United States. He's a traitor! It's good to be back at the Council on Foreign Relations. As uh, Pete mentioned, I been a member for a long time and was actually a director for some period of time. I never mentioned that when I was campaigning for re-election back home in Wyoming. Let us never tolerate outrageous conspiracy theories. I need you to move off the property. Some shots were fired. There's Bilderbergers right there. The Trans-Texas Corridor is a vital part because we stop here in Texas. We stop the new world order right here in Texas. This thing started here. And to save this country, we kill this damn thing here. his father used, and that is a new world order. Your new world order will fall. Yeah. Humanity will defeat you. The answer to 
Jesus, Gandhi, Lincoln, John Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy, Martin Luther King, Medgar Evers, Malcolm X, John Lennon, they all said, try to live together peacefully. Bam! <laughs> Apparently we're not ready for that. Yeah, that's difficult behavior for us. Not too bright, folks, not too bright. But if you talk to one of them about this, if you isolate one of them, you sit them down rationally, and you talk to them about the low IQs and the dumb behavior and the bad decisions, right away they start talking about education. That's the big answer to everything, education. They say, we need more money for education. We need more, more, more books, more teachers, more classrooms, more schools. Uh, we need more testing for the kids. You say to them, well, you know, we've tried all of that, and the kids still can't pass the test. They say, oh, don't you worry about that. We're going to lower the passing grades. And that's what they do in a lot of these schools now. They lower the passing grades so more kids can pass. More kids pass. No man is obsolete. You have no function, Mr. Wordsworth. You're an anachronism, like a ghost from another time. I am nothing more than a reminder to you that you cannot destroy truth by burning pages. You're a bug, Mr. Wordsworth. A crawling insect. An ugly, misformed little creature who has no purpose here, no meaning. I am a human being. Words, Mr. Words, words that have no substance and no dimension, like air, like the wind. I don't care. I tell you, I don't care. I'm a human being. I exist. And if I speak one thought aloud, that thought lives, even after I'm shoveled into my grave. Delusions, Mr. Wordsworth. Delusions that you inject into your veins to make you think you have a strength when you have no strength at all. You have nothing but spindly limbs in a dream, and the state has no use for your kind. Resistance to tyrants is obedience to God.
a great pump in the morning. You know what? We had a hill bump for 12 hours. It was all over. I walked up.